Welcome to Read This Book. I'm Lisa Von Drasik from the University of Minnesota Archives and Special Collections. And today we have... Uh, my name is Van Holson, and I'm the journalism library librarian at the University of Minnesota Libraries. And I work at the uh, journalism library, and I work with the journalism school and the communication studies department. And do you have to be in the journalism school to come use your library? The journalism library is open to the public. Oh. So that's good to know. So anyone could come in, say, take Hall. a look at these books that you brought to us today. Yes. Um, let's just start with the first one oh, on yes. the pile. What's okay. it called? Getting It Wrong, Debunking the Greatest Myths in American Journalism. And who wrote this? This is Joseph Campbell. He's a journalist kind of turned academic. Ah. And you were saying just a minute ago one of the things that journalism got really wrong was that during the 60s early 70s with the women's rights yes, movement the women, you know th there's 10 cases in these in mm -hmm. this book and one of them is about um, bra burning in uh, atlantic city in 1968. can it's you refresh our memory yes. why anyone would burn a bra well it's the new york uh, women's uh, small group of of, of feminists who are coming down to New Jersey to protest the Miss America, Miss Universe pageant. And the way they're going to do this is they're going to set up on the boardwalk. They're mostly going to march mm -hmm. and do protests, but they also have the freedom can where they put in objects which are symbolic, like uh, of women's oppression, uh, women's oppression, women's uh, uh, like Playboy magazine, Cosmopolitan and undergarments. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, and so bras get picked up as something that they're going to burn. And uh, this gets picked up in the New York Post. And then other news media start to distribute it that these are bra-burning feminists. Now, in contrast, the local news was simply astounded that anybody would protest the Miss Universe contest. That mm. was the main... What could be so bad? Yes. And this is, you know, this is about gender equity. They're trying to raise awareness. And yet the mainstream media focuses on, because they like sensationalism. That one that image. This, this image of a bra-burning feminist, and it turns into statements like, loud-mouth, bra-burning, bra men-hating feminists. <laughs> so it, it, it just the goes vocabulary, out of hand. Yes, it gets out of hand. And this is not just small, this is not Breitbart News or something. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is Wall Street Journal, New York Times. All mainstream, mainstream media picks media. this up because it's it goes viral. sensational. It goes, and it damages the, the intent of what these, the women were trying to do, what feminism and women's liberation. Which brings me to Skewed. Skewed. Skewed is a wonderful, very well-written book by Larry Atkins, and he mm -hmm. is also an academic and Huffington Post contributor. A Critical Thinker's Guide to Media Bias. So you have to give me your elevator speech for this book. Yes, well, media bias is something that's, that's found everywhere mm -hmm. in any kind of media. And this book is really the history of advocacy journalism. Uh -huh. And what would be an example of advocacy journalism? Well, it starts with those Rush Limbaugh radio shows mm -hmm. and, and you know opinion pieces and newspapers mm -hmm. are advocacy journalism. Right. They pick a side and they gather facts to argue mm -hmm. it. Well, now we've got news outlets, and it began with radio, evolved to newspapers, or broadcasting, and now, of course, we have websites. Mm -hmm. And we all, we all are attracted to those 
outlets that match our values and our lifestyles. So I would be more likely to read a website that agreed with me yes. than perhaps yes. what I think of journalism, which is an unbiased reporting right. of the right. issues. And the reason this is important is both of all the books here try to argue that we need to maintain professional standards for reporting mm -hmm. and objectivity. Well, and we're going to move on to Oh yes. Deciding, Deciding what's true. true. Yeah, Fact-checking. So this is mostly about the history of three organizations and uh, factchecker.org, PolitiFact, and the Washington... Um, uh, Washington Post. Washington Post, Fact-checker. Mm-hmm. And they, they, all three of them, th what I liked about this book is fact-checking is a way to engage in public discourse. Mm-hmm. So even the changes going on to the Affordable he Health Care Act, you can learn a lot by going to these websites. And you go to these websites, are they, do you think they're a little more unbiased than those other outlets that we were talking about? You know, or they, they are, each have their own bias? They are, they are, have very high standards of journalism. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, factcheck.org is probably the most objective. Mm-hmm. PolitiFact and the Washington Post fact checker, one unit likes to use the truth -a meter the other has the Pinocchios, <laughs> and these are just ways to have a picture and draw attention to a rating system. Yeah, I kind of like the one, what was it, Pants on Fire? Pants on Fire, yes. Yeah. If you really, you know, if you're, the truth -a meter turns into Pants on Fire if, you, if you're really deceptive. So it's a lot of politi politics is involved. Mm -hmm. But it can be anything from a medical report? It could, it could, it's mostly blogs, blogs, statements, or politicians. Ah, so funding. Individuals. Individuals. Yes. So somebody says something right. and <laughs> there goes the meter. There goes the meter. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing these to us today. Thank you for and if you want to know more about, read this book or the University of Minnesota Libraries, we're here to help.